Hey everybody, it's Christina Caramo and welcome to It's Solid Food. So today will be a great show. Why? Because it's my first time having guests. Today I will have on Melissa Carone. Now, you may not know who that is, but she is a whistleblower from Dominion Software who was working as a contractor at the TCF Center while absentee ballots were counted. And guess what, folks? She saw rampant fraud. And guess what's another little caveat in this story? I remember seeing her there while I was there for 37 hours. In addition to that, we'll also be talking with Zach Payne from Red Pill 78. This is going to be great because he has a lot of great information to share as well. And we'll be discussing how he has been silenced and censored by the social media giants. Folks, we are in, entering in unprecedented territory. The information war is our biggest war. Why is this woman who has witnessed voter fraud, rampant crimes, why aren't the major news outlets interested in hearing what she has to say? Now, this isn't just someone who's just talking on the internet. There's actually a lawsuit out there an actual lawsuit out there. And she has a sworn affidavit to the thing she saw. And it's like, hey, everybody, we're just going to ignore this. The Great Lakes Justice Center is leading this lawsuit where she has a, where she has a sworn affidavit. So why are our outlets talking about this? This is troubling, folks. All these corrupt politicians, how do you think they've managed to stay in power for years and years and years? It's because the media plays cover for them. If our media would do their job, we would not constantly have politicians who are screwing over the American people in power. Because they play cover, because they take bribes, because many of these so-called journalists work in these former administrations for Democratic officials and some swamp creatures that call themselves Republicans, which are rhinos. They work for these people, so they play cover for these people. And they purposefully misinform you to serve you up on a platter to their globalist Marxist fantasy. And folks, there are people out there who are fighting to get the information out there to you so you will not be served up on this platter. And as I said before, I don't ever think, I don't think America will ever become Marxist. We become a technocratic society. Will we be ran by technology and scientists and experts who have the final say-so of your everyday life? You will have no power. Don't be fooled for one minute. George Orwell was almost like a prophet. He was. Because what he told us in his book, 1984, that came out in 1940, what was just supposed to be fiction, is slowly, slowly turning into nonfiction. And that's what we'll be talking about. I'm Christina Caramo, and now it's time for some solid food. all things in Christian apologetics, culture, and politics. So today I have a really special show. I'm going to be joined by Melissa Carone, who is a whistleblower for Dominion Software. And also we'll be talking with Red Pill 78. So it's going to be a joint show. So before we join with him, I want Melissa to tell you guys really quickly what she saw and why this is such an illegal situation going on with Dominion Software and the voting at the TCF Center in Detroit. Thank you, Melissa, so much for joining me. Could you just tell us really quickly you. what you witnessed and what prompted you to speak up? 
Yes. Um, okay. So like, like you said, I, I was, um, contracted to work, um, doing it, assisting with it for dominion voting systems. Um, we were not allowed to touch any of the hardware. Um, there was numerous times I worked a 12 hour shift from 6 a.m. till 6 p.m. or from 6 a.m. on um, November 3rd from to 6 a.m. November 4th. Um, I numerous times walked past the tabulation machines, which would get jammed a lot. And uh, instead of the workers um, discarding the batches, they would actually take them and they would rescan them, meaning they were counted numerous times, numerous times throughout a 24 hour shift. I saw this going on countless times. I approached my manager. I let him know. Um, he even walked up to one of the machines and um, I said, you know, Nick, we have a really big problem here. And I said, and you know, we have a problem, you know, and he said, he pulled me to the side and he said, you know, Melissa, I don't, I don't want to hear that we have a problem. He said, this, we are here to assist with IT. We are not here to run their election. And, you know, obviously that's going to upset anybody, um, any American, you know, because right. it's not their election, it's our election. Absolutely. You know, and right. So, so, um, so then I saw um, numerous times, thousands of times, um, blank ballots being filled out. Um, if, a, if a worker couldn't read a ballot, they would go to a, it, there was a white table full of completely blank ballots and they would fill them out and they would sign the voter's name. And like I said, that happened thousands of times uh, in a 24 hour shift. Um, the stuff that I witnessed go on, um, I, I saw around 4 a.m. a van pull up, um, which has been talked about by numerous other, um, you know, whistleblowers uh, from TCF. Um, I did not specifically uh, see what was taken out of these vans. I know one person did uh, see what was taken out of them. And um, that was talked about on, uh, with Rudy uh, Giuliani. He uh, read one of the affidavits and um, he said, wow, this is very significant. Um, you know, here is uh, something that, you know, Melissa Carone saw and this other whistleblower around the same time. Um, but this other one saw exactly what was being brought out of these vans. And, and um, it happened to be full of ballots, you know, ballots, just boxes of them. He said flying everywhere. Um, it was just crazy. And then, um, you know, uh, I saw, the, I mean, yeah, just so, oh, then after, right, when I got off my, when I got off my shift, I got in my car and I turned the radio on on AM 950. And I heard them say, oh, wow, Detroit just discovered 100,000 new ballots. They just popped up out of nowhere. <laughs> you know, and I'm thinking, oh, my God, 
you know, I just saw this van. I'm like, that is so weird. You know, I was so tired. I was exhausted. It was a 24 hour shift. I just had to go home and get some sleep and like, think about it, you know, the next mm -hmm. day. But, um, you know, uh, there was a point where, um, I overheard, you know, my manager and another dominion, um, employee, uh, um, not a contract employee, uh, actual dominion employee. Wow. Um, speaking about uh, data loss, um, that they had uh, just lost a ton of data. Uh, you know, I asked my manager about it, and my manager said, don't worry about it, it's taken care of. But I mean, it was a major issue. And, um, you know, just like I wrote on my affidavit, uh, I really, really believe that that was, you know, a very critical uh, data um, loss that they covered up, you know, um, we'll see, you know, and, um, and I remember you discussed like, who didn't, um, on like one particular machine, you had saw that they had a tally of 400 and just yeah. before we joined red pill 78, just so the people know, I was there at, at the TCF center for 37 hours. And I <laughs> will talk about a little bit. I remember distinctly seeing you there, your hair, <laughs> you have such beautiful hair and it stood out. And I remember seeing you there, but Thank I also you. remember that the ballots were to only be counted in batches of 50. I remember yeah. that because I was there. So there's no yeah. reason that one count should have been 400. Right. Like I put on my affidavit, um, a lot of these um, workers, these these working the tabulators, they were not trained. And they even, they, I had a couple, one of them I knew, I've known for 20 years. You know, he told me, he said, Melissa, we weren't trained in this at all. He said, we were trained on the adjudication process. I don't even know why they put us here, you mm. know? Well, then there was another thing I saw with the um, adjudication process during shift change. Um, <laughs> a woman walked up and she was going to sit down at her assigned area, I guess. And, um, you know, she says to another woman, she says, uh, are, are you a Republican? Or are you a Democrat? And she said, I, I'm a Democrat. And she goes, so am I. Well, let's just sit together. And I'm thinking, what? <laughs> you know, Terrible. like, are you guys serious? Like, and I'm, I'm looking around thinking, how many other people are, are doing this, you know? Mm -hmm. And you know, just like I put on, you know, my affidavit, I said, um, obviously, that is resulting in an unfair process. It's not fair. You, that's the reason why the rules are there, you know? The rules are there because it, it, it makes it fair, <laughs> you know? Let me ask you this, Melissa, what made you come forward? Um, well, I will say this, uh, when I got home, like I said, I was exhausted. I went straight to bed. When I woke up, I called my mom and, um, I was telling her some things that, that I saw and how, you know, I felt about it. And she was trying to find somewhere for me to call or go to talk to someone. And she was finding attorneys in Allen Park, downriver area, um, that, you know, just, she just thought, you know, she, that we're good to call. And I said, I don't trust, I really don't trust them. And, you know, so I ended up calling the FBI and um, I spoke with one lady for about 40 minutes and uh, phone got disconnected. She had my number. She, um, she had, 
she had my contact information. She never called me back. I had to call back, wait on hold again, explain my story to another person. They said, you'll be receiving a call back. That was November 6th. Wow. I have not received a call back. And, and that's, that's what's so disturbing. Before we join Red Pill 78, last, my last question. I know you're tired. Yeah, I know you're tired because you are so gracious to be willing to share your story with anyone who listens. You've been to people at Channel 7 who are trash, tried to discredit you. And like I said, I remember you there. I mean, several other somebody else I know remember you there very distinctively. So that's that's without question. And yeah. how, how has it been trying to get your story out? Because you're doing this as a patriot. You're not doing this for any money, any fame. Right. You, you have it. You, you're an IT professional. You know what I'm saying? You're not doing this for any type of accolade or for notoriety. You're doing this because you love your country. How do you feel when people try to discredit you when you're simply looking out for your nation? You know, uh, I, I feel it's very upsetting. It's very upsetting that somebody would uh, attack somebody personally for um, something that they witnessed. You know, um, how can you tell somebody what they did not see? Um, and why are you going to attack somebody for something that they witnessed? Mm -hmm. And who are you to tell them? And, and you know, like you said, I, I'm not doing this for, uh, I'm not getting paid for this. This isn't for um, attention. This is for our country. This is for my children. This is for my children's future. Mm -hmm. My children will not have um, the rights to vote if I don't stand up for their rights right now. Um, we're losing our rights. We'll lose our rights if Joe Biden becomes president. He's going to take them away. We will not have them. And, you know, I don't want that for my kids. And, you know, this is not for any kind of attention for myself. I don't want the attention, the negative attention I've been getting from people. It's been very negative. Um, you know, I don't want to have to take my family's pictures down off of social media. You know, I don't want to have to protect my address and my phone and my, you know, kids' schools. I don't want to have to do it all that, but you know, I, I do, I've had to, and it's been awful. It's been terrible. It's been, it's been a nightmare since I, you know, since, since I first came out and told, and told the story it, you know, it, there's been people that have been really nice about it, obviously, but there's been, I, I think there's a lot more negativity mm, for yeah. sure. Well, Melissa, you are completely a patriot, and I thank you so much for sharing your story. So we are going to join Red Pill 78, everyone, and continue this conversation. But, um, Melissa, so since the last time we spoke, uh, you've done a, a number of other interviews. Uh, you were on Lou Dobbs, and uh, it looks like you're starting to get some national media attention, albeit not as much as I would have hoped, uh, considering the, 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 the dire circumstances that we're in right now. I mean, tell us, uh, you know, what's happened since the last time we spoke. So a lot has happened since the last time we spoke. Um, <clears throat> yeah, so I went and I did Lou Dobbs and um, I did um, One America News. Um, WXYZ, I had uh, Channel 7 um, make actually take a interview of me and put it in with their uh reason why the whole case got thrown out um <laughs> you're kidding never letting me know no never letting me know but you know I messaged her and I said you know I expected it honestly I said but 
do not ever call me again for an interview. I said, that was really rude. So uh, why, why did, why, what was the reasoning for them saying that the case got thrown out? Cause I mean, I, I did hear a little bit about it, but it sounded like the judge wasn't interested in listening to any of the evidence. Yeah. So absolutely. That's absolutely what it was. So the judge said that, um, the witnesses were uh, not credible and they were not educated in the tabulation process, um, which is not the case whatsoever. Um, actually, the city of Detroit hired numerous employees that were not, um, that were not trained at all in the tabulation process. And, and one of which uh, I've known for about 20 years and he came out and openly told me that he wasn't trained at all. He was trained in the adjudication process, not in the tabulation process. So that judge was, the judge, he was, it was a Democrat judge, it's fine. But actually it gave us the advantage because now it's going, you know, to um, federal court. Okay, so it's it's going from from the the district level up to the appellate level. Uh, I believe, yeah, that's yeah. what I believe. Yeah. Okay. All right. And um, now the the group that you are associated with, it's uh the, the Great Lakes Justice Center. Is that correct? Uh, it's great. It's the what is it? The, What's the main name? Great Lakes, Great Lakes Justice Center. Great, La Great Lakes Justice Center, I believe. Yeah. Okay. All right. Um, and uh, how soon is it going to be before it goes on to that um, that next court appearance? Uh, you know, I believe it's going to be really soon. Um, there's 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 been uh, some really 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 big um, r some more things brought into the case. Um, I think that they're going to be, they're going to be really, really big. All right. Can, can you tell us about any of those? Uh, I can't speak about those particular things right now, but um, I will say that it's the key to the case. Okay. All right. Now, you know, I, uh, the last time you were here, you had hinted at uh, that there were people who like most certainly saw ballots being uh, brought out of those vans. And there's yeah. a, a whistleblower from Michigan who happened to be standing there. He witnessed yeah. boxes and boxes of ballots coming out of those vans. Um, right. can, can, you, can, you comment on, can you comment on on his statement at all? Yeah, I can because actually uh, Rudy Giuliani um, spoke about that. Um, yeah, so uh, this person, this whistleblower uh, actually saw boxes like you're saying of ballots with like no um covering on them he said they were literally he or she said they were literally flying everywhere um just and they were all not, they were all marked straight for biden just straight straight biden that's it you know real quick you know, it was, oh, you only for Biden and for no other candidates. Yep, really quickly done, quickly brought in. You know, which is interesting because that's happened all over the country. All right, yeah. so, um, yeah. Christina, what was it that that you saw and uh, and and reported in your affidavit? So the first thing that I saw that was suspicious was number one, between shift changes, they wouldn't give us the count from the tabulation machines. 
Mm. And we asked specifically about that. And at first, we got the runaround. It's like, oh, go talk to the section, section supervisor. And oh, go talk to this person. But without that information, when the news, and just to be clear for the audience, this is the, there was a shift change at 9 p.m. So 9 p.m., the first shift left. And then from 10 p.m. to 5 a.m., there will be a new shift. And between those two shifts, we asked specifically for the tabulation numbers for each of the machines in the middle to make sure that when the new shift starts, they will start up at the correct count. They would not give us that number. That is massive because how do you, they could say they start off at five, 600 or what, it, it say anything. But the most egregious thing I witnessed, I would say, was I was at the adjudication table. And the funny part is I saw Melissa there. We'll I'll talk about that in a minute because I, I remember her very much. But I was standing at the adjudication table and I spent a lot of time there. That's probably how I remember seeing her because she was standing on yes. the pla raised platform. And a ballot came across the adjudication screen. And the ballot was a straight party ticket vote for both the Democrats and the Republicans. On that ballot, the person made no other mark, no other indica indication. They didn't make a pen scratch or anything. But what was really interesting is on those two straight party ticket votes, they used filled in circles. Now, the reason why that's important, because a filled in circle is an intentional mark, like a dash or a, a pinpoint. We can tell when a pin accidentally scratched, but a filled in circle is a very intentional mark for yeah. both. Mm -hmm. And then when it came across the adjudication screen, both of the women sitting there, the one woman in the hat says, I think I'm going to give this to the Democrats. I said, oh, no, 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 no. You're supposed to throw that ballot out because the person didn't vote for any of the Senate or House races. They didn't vote for any of the judges, school boards, any of the proposals. They made no other marks on the ballot. And I'm like, no, that ballot's supposed to be thrown out. So I go get her immediate supervisor. And I'm just thinking to myself, this is nuts. We know the rules. This is the law. It's to be thrown out. And her supervisor says to her, well, what do you think? I'm like, what do you think? I'm like, I'm like am I in the twilight zone? Why is this even up for debate? This ballot is to be thrown out. So I said, no. So I go get her supervisor, which is the gentleman. I know Melissa may know his name, but he was kind of maybe like five, nine, about five, 10, kind of had like messy hair at the top. He worked from the, he oversaw the 10 PM to 5 AM shift. Now he's overseeing the, the microphone. Yes. The guy on the microphone. Yes. Yes. Uh, he's, he's on uh, Daniel um, Baxter. Yeah. Yeah. So he <laughs> is overseeing the entire 10 PM to 5 a.m. process, he comes over and guess what? He says the same thing to her. What do you think? And I'm like losing my mind at this point. I'm like, why are we, why is this up for debate? And so then I said, well, why give it to the Democrat over the Republican? And the girl's logic was because the circle for the Democrat was slightly darker. That's crap. It doesn't matter if it was slightly darker. They made two intentional votes. So that means the ballot is to be voided. And mm -hmm. we're not mind readers. And so he says to me, you can't talk to her. You can't talk to her. I said, well, first of all, I went and got her supervisor and I went and got you. This is illegal. And I just mean, so me and him got into a big old argument. I'm like, no, this ballot needs to be tossed out. And then he tells her, push it through, push it through. And I'm like, no, no, you can't push it through. He's like, push it through, push it through. And I'm like, no, I'm challenging that. And he's like, well, you could do whatever you want. He starts going off, getting all rude and ignorant. And then he's like, yo, you could do whatever you want. You could do whatever you want. And I'm right. trying to challenge the ballot because what the proper approach should have been for me to go get the Republican attorney and the Democratic attorney but you know of course i can't mind read i could only suspect that the reason why he didn't want that to happen because at that point once the republican attorney walked over he would have been like excuse me this is illegal so he right. just told her to push it through push it through and i she, she pushed about it through and so i went and got our lawyer and he confronted him about it and he's like oh well i gave her an opportunity to challenge it i'll let her write the information down first of all once that ballot is pushed through it is in the ether and right. once Absolutely. it's in the ether it is gone so we can't recover that ballot 
So that is absolutely ridiculous for him to sit here and act as though somehow that's supposed to mean anything. You've right. just given a false vote to the Democrats. And if he's going to do such a blazing illegal act in my face, there's no telling what else he permitted. Because I remember ballots showing up at between 3 a.m. and 3.30 a.m. A truck showed up dropping <laughs> off ballots. And the, the attorney we had at the time during that shift, when he went to go step away to get the new recruits, he told me, he got me sitting in a chair. He said, watch that door. Do not let any more ballots come through here. So it was a, a bunch of very illegal things going on. So and you saw the van too? Yes, I saw the van show up. I, knew, now, I didn't, I I didn't watch the contents become unloaded, but I saw the van right, show up because we were, all, so we were all surprised because when the van showed up, we were all That's thinking funny. to ourselves, like, what is this? Where do these ballots right. come from? You know, well, and Charlie the- LaDub didn't see it. Charlie LaDub didn't see it. And apparently Charlie LaDub was standing right at the garage door. His affidavit said he was, I, so I said to him, I messaged him. And I said, why would you be standing by the door, to the garage door, when nobody knew this van was going to be pulling up? You exactly. Know? Let me ask you something. Did you have coffee? It, you know, no, and that's what he said oh, to you. You were, uh, you were, yeah. But Char- Charlie Ledub was working as a um, pull as a counter, and he's saying to on his uh, affidavit, "Oh, they went. They didn't even give us coffee." And I said, "You know what, Charlie? I said out of all things they gave us, I had plenty of coffee. It was upstairs." And, and the thing about it is the reason why I know that's also false because I was telling you guys earlier because I was there for 37 hours. So by Wednesday morning, I was tired. I was wiped oh, out. Yeah. I was super tired. And there were very oh, yeah. few chairs there. And I went to go sit in one of the chairs and guess where I was sitting? By the coffee table. And that is how, oh. this is not a coincidence. I was literally sitting by the coffee table. And I remember oh. distinctly this woman was angry because this was between, after the 5 a.m. shift, had left and this woman was angry the coffee table had been sitting there the whole time so i've seen the coffee table and she was angry because people were drinking up coffee and weren't making new coffee so that's not true the coffee was there i saw the coffee table i sat by the coffee table because it was near the bathrooms and the front so i mean i didn't see his post i didn't see his post but like i said i don't think it's a coincidence that i distinctly remember you i don't think it's a coincidence that i distinctly sat by the coffee table right i don't think that's by coincidence and so these people are trying to poke holes in your story when you were there standing there at the it table for hours and hours and hours right and you have no reason to make this up what i want to know is why as you know why melissa is your testimony as an employee of dominion voting systems not relevant or not considered to be factual when some random person who is uh, volunteering their services, uh, you know, overnight counting these votes, why is, is Charlie's information considered to be more reliable than yours or than yours, Christina? Well, I believe, well, well, because Charlie, Charlie LaDub, you know, worked for Fox News and I oh, believe he did. that. <laughs> I didn't realize that. Uh, oh, okay. you didn't know that? I didn't. I don't no. know. No, I don't know. Charlie was okay, dubbed from well, Adam. Okay, well, he is. Well, but then here's the thing. He no. is a is a staple in the in the southeast Michigan area because he is known as an an honest investigative journalist. Interestingly, he was one of the few journalists, if not the only one I'm aware of, who actually called out Gretchen Whitmer for allowing uh, COVID patients to be put in nursing homes when she claims she cares about senior citizens and COVID so much. <laughs> she puts COVID patients with the most vulnerable population. He was yeah. the only yeah, one calling them out. So he and I don't even. I'm not saying he's lying that he 
was there. I, I can't make that claim. I wouldn't dare make it. I have no evidence. I don't even remember him being there. I, pr- I, I, I don't think either. it would, I think if I, being there 37 hours and Charlie the Dove, because he's a fixture right. in the area, I right. would have known. I was there for hours. I, I, I didn't know he was even hours. there. And so that's the thing. So I, I and he he worked for Fox Two Detroit as a as a respected investigative journalist who he has a show called the No BS Hour. <laughs> and who, Full of BS, and who, and so who's gonna, And who's gonna like you know um, who's gonna commit fraud in front of uh, an investigative journalist? You know, but <laughs> but yeah. And like, because he was saying he didn't see any fraud. He didn't see any fraud. Well, uh, out of all people, like, I, I don't think you would see the most fraud because, you know, nobody's going to be doing it in front of you. But I want to know why he said that about the garage door, about standing in front of that garage door. He specifically said he was standing in front of that garage door at the time that we said we saw the vans pull in, the van pull in. But he is claiming he was standing there at that exact time, and that never happened. So so, so let me get this right. You're lying. I'm lying. The GOP lawyers are lying. All the other people I know who witnessed it lying. The GOP lawyer just had me sit there and watch the door for just no reason. It's five in the morning for no reason. Okay. (laughs) Now, here's the thing. And let me remind Charlie LaDub that he is under oath, right? (laughs) You know, uh, here, here's the thing. If Charlie is a respected journalist in the Southeast Michigan area, uh, it would be pretty easy to use him uh, to legitimize whatever story the Democrats want to come up with. Absolutely. Yeah. And um, I mean, how many people altogether are involved in uh, uh, making statements for the Great Lakes uh, Center for Justice? I mean, are uh, you a part of that, was- Christina, or are, are, is your affidavit separate from this this initial batch my affidavit is separate i turned mine in on tuesday last week so mm-hmm. i am in talk with some people but that's all i can say about it at, at the moment okay yeah okay well with melissa then how how many people made statements uh you know to the effect of what you guys have been talking about well okay so we don't know we don't know how many people made statements that um say you know uh that talk specifically about these the van right or these truck but you know what i mean yeah we don't know how many people said that specifically we know that there's 234 affidavits total that were um submitted with the claim that i had submitted now that doesn't count christina's because she just filed hers you know okay. this this was from like this was from like the 7th you know okay. um, or the 8th november 8th probably on yeah uh, i mean uh christina how many people do you know of that have yet to uh submit their affidavits i mean have you been in contact with other people from that night i mean i because i can i can just see myself you know if i'm there and i'm watching all this stuff going on i'm going to be you know getting phone numbers and and you know communicating with people and you know just talking about what was going on we have seen each other at various events like just us congregating on different initiatives to investigate some of this voter fraud because i don't know if you talked about it on your previous episode with melissa but like one big problem were all these ballots that they were hand keying in yes so they were yes. literally hand keying in ballots giving them fake birthdays of january 1st 1900 
I yeah, mean, Sidney that is, Powell was talking about that, that too. I mean, and, and I remember I, I challenged one of those ballots. And what was so crazy is I went to challenge the ballot and, and the woman is like, well, it's already been challenged. And I'm like, what? And I'm like, watch a second. It's already been challenged and approved. And I'm just stuck. I don't know what to say because they haven't given the green light to do this. I'm literally watching her hand key this information in. And this is the suspicious part. I don't know if you guys have talked about this yet. But first of all, when they brought in, because it was a five-person process at those tables to check in the ballots. Mm -hmm. Now, they first scanned the ballot. And then if the ballot, if the name doesn't pop up, they type in the name off of the envelope, which then the name should come up. If that didn't work, then they had a sheet of paper where they went to get names off the sheet of paper. My question is, where did those names come from? This is to be your online voter registration. So if these people are in your online voter registration, where did these names come from? And then if they're not on that list, you just hand key the ballot and just give well, that's your birthday. No check for is, signature, nothing. What? What is this? It's, it's insane. That is exactly what someone said um, in another affidavit that uh, Rudy Giuliani had. The first one he read um, was a girl stating that she witnessed uh, or was told, because she was a worker, was told by her supervisor to literally write in um, the date of birth. If it's, if she was, they were told to write in the date of birth and um other other thing you know i just i just kind of what lost my train of thought but i have I had a question regarding the envelopes have you did you see the envelopes at any of the tabulating machines no Was they the, just brought no. over raw ballots right there was never an envelope at a tabulator right no no they okay, brought over well, just charlie raw ballots LaDub, charlie ladub claims that the envelopes were were with the ballots <laughs> at the tabulating machines that's on his affidavit so that so is I, a lie <laughs> right that's a straight flat out lie no no and no this makes it even worse because first of all the fifth person at the table oh, yeah. their job was specifically to flatten out the ballots and roll the ballots yeah, that way they could take them and one of these white buck not a bucket but it was like with the mail yeah, comes I, in and yeah, they would carry them yeah. right over to the tabulator and in a stacks of 50 Feed them through the machine. I watched right, it right. with my own two eyes. Yeah, well, so Charlie, we are being gaslit. Right, he said that. Yeah, and so I'm trying to explain this to so many people. Like, I swear to God, I never saw an envelope over there. There was never an envelope oh. over there. And no, you know, I, I mean the envelopes saying, are. What do you are mean? They are meant to stay with those ballots, Absolutely. correct? So that you can verify yes. the signature. That is and the only way you can verify it. Yeah. No the only way. That's crazy. No, they literally took them out. Like I said, I know I'm repeating you know myself, but I'm they just did so with shocked. Them? What did, I don't know. I have no idea what they did with them because they would just That's take them I... out, roll them up, and lay them flat. That way, when they carried them to the tabulator, they could just in stacks of 50 feed them. I watched I it happen. That. I saw, I saw I everything. Think... I saw the tabulation, yeah. the adjudication, the processing. Yeah, see, I was even there mo Monday because they did a two-step process on Monday when they first start scanning in ballots on Monday, the way they could prep them to be fed through the tabulators on Tuesday. I was there for three days. I mean, Monday night I did go home, but you know. Now, um, I, I have, I, I have a, another question. So, uh, uh, Melissa, in that uh, judgment by Judge, was it Judge Kenny uh, in Wayne County, one of the things that he alleged was that the Republicans had no training. Obviously, you guys went through some level of training, but yeah. there, was, there, there was a specific training 
that only Democrats attended because they were the only ones who were notified of it. My question wow. is uh, to, to you, uh, Christina, were, are, were you aware of that training? Were you aware of that any extra training that people were supposed to go through that was, I believe it was roughly four days before uh, election day? Are they, are they referring to poll challengers or poll workers? I, I, I think that it was the, the poll challengers because in his, in, in his, um, uh, his, his decision, he said when, you know, you had mentioned, he said that people weren't educated in the process. He claimed that people weren't educated in the process, but the lawyer from the Great Lakes Justice Center said, well, they weren't educated in a certain aspect because they weren't informed of a specific training that was going on just prior to election. No, it said, so the, for us, for the poll challengers, we uh, just had a normal, like the GOP provided training for us. So we did have to go through a training. Yes. And not only do we have to go through a training, they had all types of like, they gave us manuals and different things as well. So we had, uh, pay, we had uh, like basically, I don't want to say homework, but we had notes to refer to in case we got confused on the process. But I also think it's important to remember, remember that they didn't hire GOP people to be poll workers because a bunch of us applied and they straight That's up lied and That's said a bunch of us, and these people are such idiots. And this is the problem with our lying media because if they would do their job this stuff would be so easily discovered we all mm -hmm. i have an email i have an email from when i applied and they created a portal for me to be a poll worker so i mean i have the hard evidence in my email to prove that you guys are lying because you emailed right. me and then after time i kept calling and calling and calling and calling to follow up they would never return my call so they basically iced us out this process so the judge right. is a liar too so do, do you think that they do you think that they they learned that you were a Republican and then just decided to or at least not necessarily a straight Democrat? Yes, of course, because they ask us. Yeah. And to be mm -hmm. honest with you, I thought about not telling, but I've done media publicly as a representative us. of the Republican Party. So I couldn't conceal it. But they yeah. ask us mm -hmm. because it's supposed to be an equal amount. Right. So and there's the no independence why. allowed. Right. I don't, they, they should have independence there too, but they ask us strictly if we're Republican or Democrat. They ask us that on the application process. Now, uh, Melissa, this is actually something that I saw in, I believe it was that Channel 7 interview. Uh, the, uh, the reporter was rather combative with you. And I mean, you had brought up the point that you, you had to declare either that you were a Democrat or Republican. You couldn't be there as an independent. And she claimed that there were so many independents that, that came right. forward. <laughs> and they they spoke claimed, to her all day. You know, that so. was Channel 7. You are exactly right. Yeah. And she almost had me questioning myself because she's yeah. like, no, you could, you could be an independent. You could be an independent. People were in there as independents. And I said, no, because I specifically remember Daniel um, Baxter. Baxter saying to uh, two independent women that came in, he said, are you Republican or are you Democrat? And they said, we're independents. He said, sorry, you got to go. You, you, if you're not, you know, a Republican or a Democrat, we're not having independence. You got to go. And is that Channel 7? Is that where Charlie happens to work too? No, he was at, he was at Fox News, Channel 7. Fox two. News. Okay. Yeah. All right. But and he left his job for, 2016. in 2016. He's a known liar. He's a known liar. I said something to him on Twitter. I wrote him a huge paragraph about how his um, affidavit just doesn't line up at all with, with, you know, mine or really anyone's I've heard and read, mm -hmm. you know, and he, all he said was, you're a nut. <laughs> and and what, oh. I, I, what I think is really important is someone pointed out to me is notice how our stories are lining up. 
Now, how, mm-hmm. how is this our stories are like now i met melissa in person i said i saw her at the at tcf center but i met her for the first time in person on saturday at, at that rally and i yeah. talked to her for maybe about what 10 minutes i didn't talk to you very long so and, yeah. and, and i haven't talked to you since so it's not like we mm-hmm. had time to concoct some type of story so right how and- is it that all of these democrats and all their little friends have the same exact story, but they have plenty of means and opportunity to concoct a story. But us Republicans, Absolutely. all of us see each other scattered, but yet we, we mysteriously have the same story, but we had no Absolutely. way to coordinate our story. Absolutely. And the truth is on our side. Absolutely. Well, and think of it this way. I went to the FBI the, on November 5th. You know, to go to, to, and I called them and made and told them my story. I still haven't been called back. Have you had a chance to call that uh, DOJ number that I sent over to uh, to you and, and your friend last week? No. No. Nope. I highly suggest that you do um, because uh, I mean that's I mean this is where this is going to go. I mean this is going to yeah. go to the Department of Justice. I, I personally, there are a lot of good men and women at the FBI. Don't get me wrong. However, mm-hmm. right now, given this current climate, it's very difficult to know who to trust. Well, yeah, Rudy Giuliani said it. He said, you know, we we all know that we have um, corruption in our higher FBI. You know, he said we he he made it a point to talk about it. Mm-hmm. You know, on on his channel. Well, yeah, I mean, it's, it's indisputable. I, I mean, you know, you just look at everything that's taken place over the last four years, and clearly, you've got bias, you've got corruption, and uh, you've got people who are not interested in enforcing the rule of law, or rather, they're interested in enforcing the rule of law in one direction. And that's right. the thing. Lady Justice is supposed to be blind, okay? You've got to have it going both ways. If you've got people breaking the laws, you've got to enforce it. Um, But um, now there is actually uh, a federal lawsuit that's been filed challenging the the election in Michigan. Um, And I don't know if this is the lawsuit from the Great Lakes uh, Justice Center or if this is a separate lawsuit. Um, Actually, this is the uh, ALFC. This is a union. This is a union that is uh, filing the lawsuit. and gosh, so this is going to be coming up here uh, very shortly. But uh, there is, uh, have you guys been coordinating at all with other lawsuits or, or any people who are, are, are doing uh, alternative routes to take this to the courts or, or is it only through the Great Lakes Justice Center? Uh, it's, it's really only through Great Lakes right now. Okay. It, it is, yeah. But uh, they, they are doing a great job and they, they have a lot going on right now i, I believe it i believe they're, it yeah they're really investigating some stuff right now so which will come out soon and it's big very big well, i'm looking forward to uh being able to cover it for sure um yeah. now uh have you guys ha- had uh, the opportunity to meet anybody else you know since this all went down i mean uh have you guys been talking about this in the community or are there people who are saying you know hey i witnessed things i want to come forward I can um, say from oh, I, no, I no. Say, oh yeah. Say from, my, from my experience, I have encountered several people um, that I remember there who have talked about it. We talked about our affidavits. We, you know, 
talking about how to get them out, how to coordinate, and so how to like meet other people, how to get our information right. out. So we definitely have talked. I know there's a move right now to get the election audited because according to mm-hmm. Article 2, uh, Section 4, 1H of the Michigan Constitution, the right to have the results of statewide elections audited in such a manner as prescribed by law to ensure the accuracy and integrity of elections. So according to the Michigan Constitution, we as voters have a right to have the elections audited. So that Mm -hmm. is the move right now to have a forensic audit of the election. That's, I know that, but I mean, just various events of people like protests or whatever, I've run into people several times who, um, who were there and who have submitted their affidavits. So this is not going away. We are angry and we are not going to let this go because if we cannot have a truthful election now, that means that all of our, we are, we, like people say we're a banana republic. That's not an overused phrase. I mean, it's true. And from what I understand, you guys can correct me if I'm wrong, but Dominion software was also used in the, uh, in Venezuela. It was developed by Venezuelans, yes. And it was used in a number of fraudulent elections throughout Venezuela and other countries as well. Then to add to it, Smartmatic, and I'm sure you're aware of this, but Smartmatic, who has the software for the tabulator, the Peter V. uh, Neffelger, I I said his name wrong. I butchered his name. He's the chairman of the board for Smartmatic, and he's on Joe Biden's transition team. Exactly. I feel like flipping up my table and screaming like, I know. Who let that happen? Like, how does that even happen? That's the swamp. You know, I mean, they think that they got away with it. They think they got away with it and they're just going to continue on. I mean, Joe Biden obviously is going to, uh, you know, uh, give Neffinger uh, his reward for helping to ensure his victory. Uh, (laughs) Unfortunately, Joe Biden, the results have not been certified yet. I don't believe that they will be certified in favor of Joe Biden. And people like Neffinger, Joe Biden, uh, Eric Coomer, a Dominion uh, Systems uh, vice president, I believe, of security and technology, they're all going to be going to jail now. Yeah, um, <laughs> my boss that night, Nick, uh, he's in my affidavit. Um, I, it's hard to pronounce his last name. It's a Greek last name. Um, he was, he, he, I specifically remember cause I asked him what, like where, what degree do you have? What do you have your degree in? He said electrical engineering. Yeah. They're all, all of them have an engineering degree and he, I know for a fact, knew exactly what was going on with those ballots, and he ignored it. He well, knew you know, being scanned in, or being tabulated numerous times. It, this is the thing: yeah. is that you know these these this technology was developed in Venezuela and used there for a reason uh, because <laughs> you know in a banana republic you have to make sure that you know the outcome of an election before it even takes place so <laughs> if Hugo Chavez or uh, Nicolas Maduro are going to be running for president obviously they want to stay president so they took this they took this technology uh, they perfected it in those countries, and then they started exporting it to their uh, socialist comrades right. in places like America here. Do you know who else is involved with uh, Smartmatic and Dominion? Bain Capital, which was Mitt Romney's company in like 2011, they had a controlling interest in it. So, I mean, when you look at the way that Mitt Romney has behaved towards Donald Trump, I mean, you know, it's obvious, Nancy Pelosi, uh, you've got uh, Dianne Feinstein, her husband, they both own big shares. Now you've got uh, Mitt Romney in there. But this, this whole situation, 
every single time you turn a corner, you find somebody who wants nothing more than to keep Donald Trump out of office. And they don't mind if that means disenfranchising the entire country. Uh, Because clearly, I mean, we voted for Donald Trump, you know, and I don't think any, I don't know anybody who actually voted for uh, Joe Biden, except for maybe a handful of uh, dead people, not only here, (laughs) but, you know, in in every state where there's a, there's a Dominion Systems voting machine that's in play, you've got a big list of dead people. Joe Biden was number one with uh, people 120 and up. You right. know, what's, what's really interesting to me, and I don't know if you guys have noticed, I have a few friends and I know a few people who don't vote at all. Why is it that the people I know who don't vote, who aren't very political, don't have a dog in the race, see how obvious this whole cheating and this fraud is? I, I've talked to several people. They're like, this is ridiculous. Like, yeah. it's obvious. So they can see it. They're the yeah. most, they're truly independent. And they can see it. So you mean to tell me our news media can't see it? And then two, as much as we complain about Democrats, we cannot forget swampy Republicans. There are are two classes of swampy Republicans. There's one who just are in it for the money. They don't care about conservatism. They don't care about America. They just want to make them and their families rich. That's all they care about. There's another class of swampy Republicans who somehow have this delusion that somehow we're going to make these leftists like us. They're never going to like you. They're always right. going to hate us. We're always going to be bigots to them. So sitting here and trying to appease these people is the dumbest thing in the world. So, no. I mean, we need to remember those swamp, those swamp creatures that need to be exposed. <laughs> yeah, yeah across the bar. This, this is a bipartisan issue. And this is honestly what I think is the, the genius in all of this. We can go back to 2018. These Dominion systems were in use back in 2018, and I'm sure to a lesser degree back in 2016. Uh, in 2016, they couldn't cheat enough. They didn't think that they had to. They thought that Hillary was going to be Trump, and yeah. then that was going to be it. So in 2018, with the midterms, they had to cheat to ensure that they could control the House. Maybe they thought that they were going to get the Senate, but they couldn't do it. But they did it enough so that they could have a proof of concept. At that time, Donald Trump and the administration, they sat back and they watched and they said, okay, what are they doing and how are they going to do it? And I think that they knew exactly what was going on with these systems. So that happened again here in 2020. And now it's being exposed to the American public. As you said, whether you're on the left or the right, you were still disenfranchised. Your vote has been stolen either by an illegal vote or just by being tossed out by a a partial poll watcher or uh, somebody who wasn't allowed to challenge it and make sure that the votes were being cast in a a free and fair election. So now the entire country is about to wake up. You know, whether you've been red pilled or not, this is going to be that red pill for a lot of people because they're going to see that, you know, we are no better than a banana republic. We are in the exact same scenario that we see at play in all of these other countries. I, uh, I have a, a new episode of Red Pill News that came out at uh, six o'clock earlier tonight. And I talk in that video about uh, some very interesting threads that we've been pulling on over the last couple of days. And, you know, I really, I, I have complete confidence in Sidney Powell, in Rudy Giuliani, uh, in the entire legal team of President Trump. You know, there's mm-hmm. a lot of information that's about to come out. Uh, but, you know, I, I think it's going to be shocking to people when they see just how inherently insecure these systems were. Uh, because right. when you realize that, there's no other you know, conclusion that you can come to other than they knew that they wanted to cheat and they knew that they had to make it easy for these people to do it. It's basically idiot proof how to steal an election using Dominion systems. 
You know, it's interesting when you you say that too, like the whole glitch with the, let me put my fingers up, glitch, yeah. right? Really? Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, and Allegan County, how all those votes went to Biden, they were to go to Trump, was it 6,000 votes roughly? Yep. Why yep. didn't it get mixed up? Why is it all these states, right, that go to, they were, right, Trump please. was up hundreds of thousands of votes. Then suddenly all these states go to Biden. Why wasn't it going both ways? Why didn't we see late night flips to, to Trump? Why? Yeah. Well, I mean, come on, if, folks, if this, ask the questions. If it was truly please, a glitch, please. then it would be a bipartisan glitch. It would go one way one time, another way the other time. But every single instance, it's only ever gone for Donald Trump. Now, one thing that has come out is uh, somebody that uh, um, I, I know a little bit on Twitter, uh, Ron Watkins, he's an IT professional. He's been pouring through the Dominion Systems Manual. And uh, there is in the manual instructions on how to go in through a back door and change the votes after they've been tabulated. And it, one of the things that's also come out is that in a number of these places, these machines were connected to the internet, even though they, they yeah. are not supposed to be connected to the internet. Did you guys yeah. see any of these machines connected to the internet? Uh, so um, to, to be able to see if they were actually connected, we're not, so since I wasn't allowed, to I was there to assist with hard with um, IT. We were not allowed to touch the hardware. So to determine whether or not they were actually hooked to the internet, you know, like in the bottom right hand side where it shows the the sure. connection. Yeah. Well, I would have had to take the mouse and hover it over that. Okay. That sign, right? Well, um we weren't allowed to do that. And that was mentioned before by someone else. Um, you know, uh, actually there was, a, there were a couple uh, challengers trying to figure out whether they were, you know, yeah, hooked to the internet, but no, we wouldn't be able to determine that. And they were not, um, they were not, I asked my manager and he said that he is not answering that. And the interesting part is because I remember Pat Colbeck, who was a former state senator, and I was standing there when Pat Colbeck, I'm guessing the guy, Daniel, the guy with the, with the kind of uh, like kind of dread things going up on the top of his head. I, I guess he said that's his name. But nevertheless, I remember yeah. Senator Colbeck asked him specifically, were you connected to the Internet? He said, no, 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 no. We're not connected to the Internet. And, and uh, Pat kept asking, can you check? Are you sure? He asked him multiple times. And he said, no, 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 we're not connected. I wouldn't even set myself up like that. I wouldn't even open myself up to that. And so then Pat Colbeck walked away and I was standing right there. And he said to me, he said, these are connected to the internet. And so of course, like, like she said, I, I mean, as a challenger, I definitely can't touch anything, you know? So I wasn't able to right. independently see or not, but I totally remember the conversation because I was standing right there watching Pat and this man have this conversation about, are these connected yeah. to the internet? And he asked him to Pat check, actually, and the man refused. Right, and Pat actually got down on the ground to look. That's to that was what I was wondering. I mean, were were they connected with Ethernet? I mean, like you, if if you're seeing Ethernet cables coming from these machines, I mean, I would think it's safe to assume that they could very well be connected to the internet. I would say that it, it is safe to assume. Yes. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> <All right. laughs> it's just this whole this whole situation is a farce. And I and I just 
I don't know. I know we've said it multiple times, but it's just if, if the public could just find out. I mean, it's that's the challenge of us getting uh, the information out to the public and getting them upset because there's so many people I know who are Democrats are like, oh, well, you know, if they cheated, oh, well, you guys cheated in, in 2016 or whatever. First of all, nobody yeah. cheated in 2016. Nobody cheated. So please no. stop saying that because no, you sound that stupid. Was... It's not true. And then number two, number two, this is going to disenfranchise you, like you mentioned, in the primaries. So in the primaries and the governor's elections and all these other elections, yeah. when there's somebody you want, guess what's going to happen? No, you're not going to have a voice. They're going to get picked well, for you. Is that well, what you really slowly, want? We're slowly losing our rights. We're slowly <laughs> losing our rights as Americans. If this, um, if this doesn't get overturned, you know, they're gone. As far as I'm concerned, you know, Joe Absolutely. Biden's already planning another lockdown. Uh, yeah. You know, I just, it, that's going to be it. You know, <laughs> say goodbye to your small business. Say goodbye to your social media platform. You know, I mean, like I, we were yeah, talking sure. before the show, I've already been deleted from everywhere that uh, they allow people to yes. be now. You know, so that's why we're on these alternate platforms. But, you know, it, if this doesn't get overturned, then it will truly be the end of America because I don't think that they will ever allow another election to be anything other than guaranteed for their candidates. You know, they're going to put, they're going to make Puerto Rico a state. They're going to make DC a state. They're going to pack the, the, they're going to pack the judiciary. They're going to have more people in the house. They're going to pack additional senators on, and it's going to be a Democrat supermajority, a Democrat socialist supermajority. It goes against the constitution. It goes against the constitution a hundred percent not going to be it's not even going to be america anymore no you know to to be honest and i think the way we fight back is one the information but it's it's time for people especially because you know as uh, the democratic party any even if there's any democrats loyal to america they're not going to say anything because they're afraid a lot of these politicians the way it works we know they blackmail each other they blackmail Mm -hmm. people you better not speak Mm -hmm. up or i'm gonna expose this dirt about you but this is what it's time to do for people of us who vote republican it's time to get on their heads and it's time for us to make sure to harass them and to demand that they expose this and they fight back. And if they don't, we're going to primary you out. We're going to make it a personal mission to primary you out to where you're back home playing with your kids because this cannot stand. And, and, and this is primarily the problem. I, I talked to a friend of mine who said the Democratic Party are high efficiency destructors. The Republican oh, yeah. Party has turned into low efficiency destructors. They just sit back and let the Democrats have their way and they don't say anything after we saw, you know, I'm in Michigan. So with our governor's recent, her, her whole lockdown thing and then our Senate Majority Leader had just a weak response that he's disappointed. Mm-hmm. Disappointed? That's all you have to say? You're disappointed? Yeah. And this is why the whole Dominion fiasco happened, because the Republican Party as a whole, many of them, have become extremely weak. And yes. they won't do anything. Yeah. Yeah. No, you can say that again. I mean, unfortunately, for a long time, uh, I've watched the Republicans just get softer and softer and softer. And, you know, when it really comes down to it, you know, the only reason I consider myself a Republican, you know, is because that's what President Trump is identifying as. That's what he's running as. If he was to start his own party. And this is something that I think maybe we need to discuss. Perhaps we need to start a viable third party, which is full of conservative patriots, you know, like the Patriot Party, you know, the um, I don't know, the the Trumplicans or something, whatever it (laughs) might be, you know, anything, because they need to understand that that just because just because we're conservative doesn't mean we're going to be voting for these people. Uh, You know, as it is right now, I think that the Democrats and the uh, super left wing liberals, uh, the, the radicals, the Antifa types, 
uh, they represent a, a, far a far smaller percentage of the total pop population here in the country. You know, we need to have uh, a group of people who are patriotic, hardworking, American, uh, you, know, you know, people who are willing to do what it takes to get the job done and who are not going to make decisions based upon their pocketbooks or, you know, what they can get for their kids from lobbyists. Um, and, uh, and, and, and by, by joining up and doing that, I think that we can pull enough support away from not only the Democrats, but also the Republicans. And perhaps, you know, even with uh, people who are disenfranchised with the situation with the Democratic Party, there's been a lot of people leaving them because, you know, they're just, they, yeah. can, they, don't, they, they look at the party today and they know that that's not how they feel in their hearts, you know? Maybe right. they're socially yeah. liberal, uh, but they're, you know, uh, you know, financially conservative, you know, or maybe they're, they're uh, yeah. uh, socially conservative, but, you know, they're socially liberal, whatever it may be. Right. You know, I think that there's a, a lot of overlap there uh, because, you know, the parties themselves, I think they've abandoned America. I, I agree. They yeah. have, you know, because I, I talk to people like that. I know some, especially like with this, I'm a Christian apologist by trade, but I know a lot of Christians who are socially conservative, but financially liberal, if you will. Mm -hmm. But the, the, the left has gone so bizarre to the point they want to have transgender eight-year-olds and all this. A lot of them are like, I, I just can't vote for these people. Or they're advocating for abortion until birth. They're like, I just... I just can't, you know, and I, and I tell you people know. there is no justice, you know, this is me speaking as a Christian, but there's no justice without Jesus. And there's no way you're going to tell me it's just to abort a, a fully developed child. You and know, what is the point? <laughs> Can I ask what the point and that is, what is the point in taking a pregnancy all the way, uh, taking a pregnancy full term and then deciding to have an abortion? What is the point in that? Well, I mean, there's, there's, there's a black magic aspect to it. I mean, there's the, the human true. sacrifice aspect, That's true. but, but oh there is God. also, there is also a lot of money in the market for baby parts. You know, I'm just yeah, going to say it, you know, yeah. it's, it's disgusting, but they do it and they are willing to, to make money selling a it dead body. So you know, awful. it's terrible. You know, it's terrible. It makes me sick. You know, you guys, and I know it's going to sound weird and I say this, but on one of my podcast episodes, I talked about abortion, the Satanic Temple. If you go to yes. the Satanic Temple's website, they have a video where they're yeah. explaining where it's like thyself is thy master. And they have an entire like five minute video of them explaining why abortion is a religious ritual. It's a like, sacrament to them. Yes, it, it is. It is. I mean, this is not, you know, people try to dismiss us and say, we're crazy. Oh, you conspiracy theorists. They say it. They literally go to their website, look it up, the Satanic Temple, not the Church of Satan. There's a difference. Mm. Then you yep. go to their website and you crazy. look it up and they literally explain that it is a sacrifice. Like you say, it's a sacrament. It's a religious yes. ritual for them to have an abortion. This stuff is sick. And as you mentioned, the baby body parts, remember Centers for Medical Progress, when they did that thing in, in California, exposing how they sell the organs. That's a ton of money involved in yeah. those freshly harvested organs. I mean, and there's so much evidence out here, but of course our media just, you know, Anderson Cooper didn't tell me, so I guess it's not important, you know? No, you know, the, the, the media is 100% complicit in everything that we're seeing. I mean, they, they're basically just another wing of the Democrat party. And, uh, you know, there is yeah. all of these elements in society, business, you know, Hollywood, all of it that are aligned against Donald Trump. And the only people that have his back are us. Okay. And he's the only one that has our back. So right. there is no chance in hell that Joe Biden is going to be president of this country because nobody elected him. 
And if, no. if they even try to take it any farther, people are going to take to the streets. You guys saw what happened this uh, weekend, a million MAGA March. You know, we had millions of people out there in the streets in Washington, D.C. Millions of people. Yes. Millions. Yes. And, and, and we can do that again. Okay, we can mm -hmm. keep doing that. You know, yeah. the, the radicals, they want to burn down their cities. Go ahead. You know, you're just not going right. to have anywhere to do anything. All right. <laughs> we're going to protect our streets and we're going to protect our president. We're going to protect our own rights and this country because we love it. You know, and I said over the weekend, I, I would uh, rather die protecting my liberty than live under the boot of tyranny. And I think that there are many, many other patriots out there who feel the exact same way. You know, I would agree with you 100% because it's, it's like this. You know, it's funny when you mentioned, like, in Lansing, there were hundreds of people out there. And you know what was so interesting? The difference between us and the left? At that end of that protest, they prayed and they cleaned up their trash. Exactly. What does Antifa do? They go and they wait. And then, too, they're such cowards because what they did, I saw videos where they waited for a few stragglers who were leaving the Million Maga Mart. Yeah. And to beat them up, we're talking about they were attacking an old woman. They sucker punched somebody in the back of the head. I mean, these people are monsters. They are Absolutely. monsters and they're cowards because they covered their faces. Mm -hmm. They covered their right. faces. If they really believed in what they wanted to do, if they really believed in what they said, take off the scarf, show your face, right. but they don't. They go and, and they live their regular lives and they go on a weekend and want to assault conservatives and we're not going to take it. Nobody's no. going to be beating me up. No right. one's going to be intimidating me. They, no, it's, it's not going to happen. And, and I want to know, like, when you ask them something, they cannot answer you. They can't answer you. They won't answer you. They will not talk any logic. That nothing, nothing. There was a couple of them at the um, one we just went yeah. to. <laughs> and I was asking the girl a couple questions. She just would, she wouldn't even talk. Well, the, a... the, the problem is they are so mind controlled, okay? They are under the spell of whatever it is that the media and the left have put out. And the other problem is that the media and these groups have completely dehumanized us. These people don't look at us and see us as conservative patriots, you know, just on the other side of the spectrum. They look at us and they think that we're inhuman. You know, it, it, we are not dignified uh, to be able to, to get a response from them. They're not going to speak to us. They're going to hurt us if they can, because we don't deserve to live. And their only goal is to take us down, to remove President Trump, and to take over this country. And if that right. happens, you know, you saw what happened in the Chaz uh, or the Chop or whatever it was in, right. uh, in, in over the summer. You know, that, that was a microcosm of what this country is going to be like if they get any power at all. But I, I'm, I'm positive, I'm positive that these people are all going to end up in jail. You know, I didn't talk about this last time you were here, Melissa, but... President Trump signed an executive order back in 2018, shortly uh, before the midterms, Christina, uh, having to do with uh, 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 interference, foreign interference in our elections. Well, there's been some level of interference, uh, you know, at multiple levels here, okay? And Dominion is technically a Canadian company. And yes. CIDL is technically a Spanish company. CIDL is where the votes were routed to, into uh, uh, Frankfurt, Germany. So you've got two foreign companies yes. running a U.S. election, our federal election, and you've right. got a lot of different Americans who helped them with whatever it was that they did. So the reason I said that I think all of this has been planned is because President Trump signed that back in 2018. Every single one of these companies can now become forfeit and seized by the US government. 
every single person, be it Nancy Pelosi or Dianne Feinstein, their husbands, people in the media who have knowingly aided and abetted this foreign fraud uh, on our election, each one of them can have all of their assets seized and have you know th- them receive ma- massive jail sentences. So I think that we're going to see a lot going down here in the next couple of weeks, especially when we start getting that proof. Oh, I, right. I, I think it's going to be glorious. As a matter of fact, I really can't wait to see it all happen. And I can't wait to see the faces of the people that I've been trying to tell. And when I've told them my story and they tell me that I'm not telling the truth because the Facebook fact checker said otherwise. I have Reuters try to discredit oh. me. Oh, look, they said it wasn't true. You know, well, you, know you can block them. You know, you can block those Facebook um, fact checkers. <laughs> Just keep blocking the fact checkers. That's what I did. And I don't have any more of them. That 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 seems that seems like what I, I I need to do, but I just really call mm-hmm. on my fellow Americans to start asking questions. You know, you just don't believe things. I mean, notice yeah. how these experts. I feel like we've been conditioned for years to follow experts, and I, I always think of this case of this Dr. Henry Cotton in New Jersey, and this was like in the 1920s and 30s. So he worked in in Trenton, New Jersey, at at the hospital at a hospital in Trenton, New Jersey, and he was a psychiatrist, and he believed that mental illness was because of bacteria in the teeth. So he would pull people's teeth teeth out of their mouth and this went on for years and so my, my reason i'm mentioning this is like people's common sense have went out the window because someone yeah. calls himself an expert or an authority on a subject it's like oh i'm gonna let them pull the teeth out of my mouth i mean look at right. the story dr henry cotton i'm not gonna ask any questions i'm gonna let this man pull my teeth out because he's mm-hmm. an expert and everything and that's what we're seeing now people are not even asking questions they're not even looking at the evidence because all oh, the experts didn't tell me and then what's so crazy check this out i just thought about this so channel four why i get updates from channel four that's the nbc affiliate detroit they're just human trash and so i got an update from them (laughs) they are i got an update from them with their fact checkers where they say in the email were um were uh, poll watchers poll challengers being uh kicked out no that's not true i'm like what we saw it I watch, I literally watched as people were being escorted out by police to the cheers, to yeah. the cheers of the poll workers. And you're going to sit there and tell people they did that's not what happened. And what was so interesting is they had little people. The Democrats were very crafty. I give it to them. They are very crafty. So what they did was... <laughs> saying like though there was equal a number of democrats and republican challengers what the democrats did was they had other organizations listed as nonpartisan, and they That's had a bunch of people the people with the orange sweaters who were intimidating people yeah, I, didn't I was wondering them who these people were that's who they were. So like the ACLU, the SEIU, the NAACP, all these other organizations, League of Women Voters, they had their people in there. And what was so oh. interesting is me and this woman were overseeing, she was a Democrat. We were overseeing the uh, duplication of a military ballot. And she was friendly for what it's worth. I don't want to discredit this yeah, particular yeah. woman. But this man came up to her and said, okay, so you, I'm sure you guys are aware of, and you know what happened with the people, like they chained the door shut, which is a fire hazard, yes. which yes. also is dangerous. So they should get in trouble for that. And the people mm-hmm. were beating at the door saying, stop the count stop the count where there were people in there spreading fear amongst the workers that people they were trying to intimidate them because donald trump was losing when in reality the frustration was because there weren't enough conservatives in there so nevertheless when i'm at the table where the military ballot is being duplicated this guy comes up 
and says, I have a credible source who told me while they were out there banging on the door, they were, they were screaming the N-word. Now, first of all, I know the people who were out there. Number one, I know they weren't screaming the N-word. But here, just think about this from a logical perspective. As soon as they started beating on the doors, the press turned instantly and started recording them. So you're trying to garner sympathy from the press. Would it make sense to, in unison, start screaming the N-word? And then many of the people out there trying to get in were other Black people. So they were out there screaming the N-word, too. But oh this is what God. the Democrats were doing. So they were having people spread rumors. It's just like the Devil. They were in there, that's what they are. They were in there spreading rumors to get the workers to turn against us. And as soon as they yeah. white paper that said Republican on there, now they're agitated with us. I mean, these people are they are horrible. <laughs> They'll stomp it. That's nothing. what they do. They per, they turn people against people. You know, they turn us against each other. So they have all the power. Wow. What a show, right? Folks, I hope that you take the time to share this with everyone you know. Melissa has no reason to just say these things. I have no reason to say these things. As you all can see that Red Pill 78 also has no reason just to say these things. He's been under attack and deplatformed for trying to share information. Folks, the real fight is the information war. How is it that our news media is ignoring Melissa? As I said before, there's no reason that I distinctively remember her. There's no reason I distinctively remember the coffee table. Little details. How, I, I, I'm not going to make these things up. I also have a sworn affidavit that I've submitted as well to the things that I have witnessed. Folks, the fight we are in is to get the information out to the people. The only way we're going to change corrupt politics in America is by being an informed voter base. And I hope you shared your, this episode with everybody. And I really want to thank Melissa for being a brave, for being a patriot and speaking up. I also want to thank Zach Payne at Red Pill 78 for uh, um, coming on and me being on his show, please make sure that you check out his website, redpill78news.com. Also, he's on Twitch, uh, www.twitch.tv slash forward slash redpill78. He's on DLive. He's also on pill.net because he has been deplatformed on all the major networks, the major social media platforms. So it's important that we go out and we find him to get this news. So thank you again, Zach Payne. Thank you again, Melissa Carone. And you guys, and remember that God commands us to speak the truth. And that's what we must continue to do. And remember and remember to be brave and bold because the gospel of Jesus Christ must be told. Toodles!